Welcome to Keystone Education Radio, the podcast for all things focused on education in Pennsylvania. Now here's your host, Annette Stevenson. The Special Olympics Unified Champion Schools program aims to promote social inclusion through intentionally planned and implemented activities that create systems-wide change. By creating climates of acceptance on sports teams, in classrooms, and in school communities, the impact for individuals with disabilities translates broadly across ranging aspects of their educational, social, and life experiences. Today we are joined by Mike Bovino, Senior Advisor, and Michelle Boone, Vice President of Sports from Special Olympics Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us, Mike and Michelle. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Annette, for having us. Yeah. Can you start by giving us a broad overview of Special Olympics? And then after that, what are your roles with the organization? But first, start by kind of just explaining in general Special Olympics and all that the organization does. Yeah, cool. So I'll get us started. Um, So I think just a quick introduction to Special Olympics Pennsylvania overall. Um, We offer 22 sports and provide year-round training and competition to about 17,000 athletes throughout the state. Uh, One of the common misperceptions of Special Olympics is that it's kind of this one-day track and field event. Um, And there are several events like this that are hosted by schools across the state, Uh, but Special Olympics offers so much more. 2020 actually marks the 50th anniversary of Special Olympics Pennsylvania, with our first games being held in May of 1970 at Westchester University. So we've come a long way in the past 50 years. In addition to sports programming, now we also offer education and training in athlete leadership, health screenings and education, unified sports. And kind of with that, I'm going to pass it over to Mike to talk a little bit more about unified. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. So I'm Mike Fabino, Senior Advisor with Special Olympics Pennsylvania. Um, and Unified Sports is a program with Special Olympics that's been offered now since 1989. So we actually, like we are celebrating anniversaries, we celebrated our 30th anniversary for Unified Sports last year. And it's global. Uh, 1.4 million participants all over the world in every country that Special Olympics has an accredited program in all 50 states here in the United States offers unified sports background. Uh, So it's a a program that has grown significantly. Um, ESPN is our global presenting sponsor. So it's nice to have uh, the worldwide leader in sports to be our presenting sponsor uh, for unified sports. And I really see this as the future for Special Olympics. And really for the listeners, what is unified sports? Well, simply it's bringing together Special Olympics athletes and teammates without disabilities on the same sports team for training and competition. And everybody on the team is an equal peer. And I think that's really important. Uh, The members of a unified sports team are of equal age because we want to make sure we're creating relationships that are meaningful and sustainable. Um, And everybody on the team is contributing to the team um, through their unique talents. And we talk a little bit more about our unified champion schools. uh, be able to share with, uh, with everybody um, how that manifests itself in the school community. When everybody is treated as an equal, when you remove labels, the importance of that. And what we've seen in the 31 years of doing unified sports globally is that it's a fantastic facilitator for social inclusion. And social inclusion is really when you're building those long, sustainable, meaningful relationships uh, between people with and without disabilities And that emerges when you share a commonality of experience on a unified sports team. 
you have a shared goal, you have shared responsibilities, you support each other as teammates. And through that experience, what we have found over the years is that Special Olympics athletes become friends with their unified teammates. The unified teammates become very strong advocates for uh, their Special Olympics teammates. And they'll do things such as advocate for them in the community, open up doors for employment for people with intellectual disabilities um, and have the wonderful benefits of being a friend. So Unified Sports is a very powerful uh, program for Special Olympics. That actually tees right into our next question. So Unified Sports, you've talked about the benefits and kind of how that works. Unified Champion Schools, can you talk a little bit more about the rigorous standards that schools must meet to achieve this designation? and kind of any of those types of considerations? Yeah, so I'll get us started. Just a little bit of a background on the program overall. So it was a program developed by Special Olympics International about 13 years ago and really done initially in partnership with our United States Department of Education, more more specifically the Office of Special Education. Um, So here in PA, we've executed the program statewide for about seven years. Uh, We had piloted a little bit in the beginning, but really started spreading statewide about seven years ago. Uh, We're currently in 218 schools and growing rapidly every year. So um, trying to kind of um, keep it growing and keeping up with the demand. Uh, So just Unified Champion Schools program itself is comprised of three components. It's Unified Sports, Inclusive Youth Leadership, and Whole School Engagement. Um, And Mike talked a little bit about Unified Sports, but um, at, at, the school, at the school level, so we offer unified indoor bocce as a winter sport and unified track and field as a sport in the spring. And we very strategically chose these sports to offer because they both really have include meaningful engagement and are inclusive for all students. So um, students with a variety of disabilities, um, really any student within the school building are able to participate in each of those sports, so bocce and track and field. And we set up these unified sports. They they are interscholastic sports teams within those school buildings. There is a proportional number of students with and without intellectual disabilities on those teams. And they train and compete together for a duration of the season. So it's really our goal for them to be treated just like any other varsity sport within that school. Um, They're getting together and they're training on a weekly basis. We require a minimum of two trainings per week. Some are doing more. Again, we require a minimum of three competitions per season. Most are doing five or six, if not some more. So again, the schools have really taken this and run with it. And um, in in most cases, we see it being just treated and really held next to all of those other varsity sports within the school building, which is exactly what we want. And then we hold uh, culminating championships at the end of each of the Season. So whether it's a, re- a county or regional base, we have a championship where all those schools come together and compete. And the winner of that opportunity advances to our state level tournament. So we have a great partnership with the PIAA and we hold our culminating state events in conjunction with some of their championships. So Bocce aligns with the Boys and Girls Basketball Championship, which is held at the Giant Center in Hershey. And then track and field um, is really a very inclusive event that we do together with them at Chibbinsburg University. Um, and, and as I mentioned, you know, track and field is really cool because we're running, they run the 100 meter boys race, the 100 meter girls race, and then the 100 meter unified race. So we're really fully integrated in as a part of that event, which is, which is awesome. So just the other two components quick um, is inclusive youth leadership. 
And this is a club within the school. So it's students with and without disabilities who are meeting regularly within a structured kind of club environment. Um, we do require co-governance. So you have kind of a unified pair. So one student with and one student without an intellectual disability that are working together to fill those key roles. So a president role or a vice president or a secretary, um, but that they're really leading that group together. And the, really the main goal for them is that they're planning and conducting activities to improve their school environment for everyone. And then we, we kind of refer to those activities as whole school engagements, which is the third component of the program. And these are just really um, opportunities where they're getting the whole school environment together to raise awareness or advocate or educate on a variety of different topics. And really, we let them choose, you know, what's important to them within their school community or within their school building. Um, a, a good example of this, which most people are pretty familiar with, is a spread the word inclusion campaign. So used to be referred to as spread the word to end the word, now has kind of transitioned over to spread the word inclusion. Um, but again, just a student run campaign, uh, which really helps everyone better understand the importance of just being inclusive and treating everyone with respect. Um, so those are really the three areas that, um, you know, we encourage and enforce within each of the schools. The quality of the programming is really important to us. So our staff here at Special Olympics Pennsylvania works really closely with those school administrators and coaches to be successfully executing each of these components of the program. And then Mike will give us a little bit more about um, some of the stats and then some of our best of the best. Yeah, sounds great, Michelle. So and now just this program is global now. Unified Champion Schools is a program uh, that's done in partnership uh, with the U.S. Department of Education for the past 13 years. Um, it's been very popular. We uh, currently reach almost 300,000 students uh, in every state in the United States but one. We won't tattle on the one state that's not doing it. We'll, we'll protect their identity. Uh, but uh, um, every state but one in the United States is doing Unified Champion Schools uh, programming. And again, it's been a formalized program for 13 years. Uh, it's also been shown through our research partner at the University of Massachusetts, Boston, the impact that it has on school communities, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, so I think the other thing that's important here is knowing that the programming that Michelle just laid out, when all three of those components are done well, um, it has a measurable impact on school climate and social inclusion and changing attitudes. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why so many different state uh, education departments uh, partner with our Special Olympics uh, state programs. Uh, Unified Champion Schools is also now being done throughout the world. So really some really excellent examples of uh, governments such as in Europe, where their entire uh, kind of school systems now are adopting Unified Champion Schools. Probably one of the more compelling stories is in the United Arab Emirates, where we held our uh, 2019 Special Olympics World Games. The government for the UAE uh, as part of their World Games legacy committed to implementing Unified Champion Schools programming in every single school in that country. Oh, wow. Pretty amazing for full inclusion in the Middle East and some of the lessons that are being taught and learned. Um, and it really kind of stands as a beacon for the possibilities of what inclusion can produce, you know, through our young people. And so 
right now they're well on their way to full implementation in every school in United Arab Emirates. But we're also seeing it in Latin America and Africa and Europe and East Asia, the implementation of Unified Champion Schools programming. Um, here in Pennsylvania, uh, this year we'll be partnering with uh, close to 240 schools in 36 counties throughout the state of Pennsylvania. We're very, very excited about that. Uh, yeah. Working closely with the schools. Um, and we partner, Annette, very closely with the Pennsylvania Department of Education, and in particular, the Bureau of Special Education and Carol Clancy has been tremendous advocates uh, for this program because they see the value in promoting inclusion and bringing school communities together around a commonality of valuing diversity, um, respect, changing attitudes, and helping students really develop skills that are going to be useful to them in their community and uh, post-secondary careers. Uh, so we partner closely with the, the Bureau of Special Education, and we also partner very closely with the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association, uh, or the PIAA, and mm -hmm. they have embraced the program as well. And Dr. Lombardi has said repeatedly how much he in particular loves the impact this program has on not only special education students and giving them an opportunity uh, to have a true, meaningful, interscholastic sport experience. But he's also been very much happy to see students without disabilities who have not had the opportunity to participate in uh, an interscholastic sport experience to be able to do so. And so that it's one of the things of the PIAA is they really want to focus on how do they um, really reach more students to provide them with all the great qualities of interscholastic sports, such as leadership development and teamwork and sportsmanship. So again, we work very closely with the PIAA. We partner with them and Special Olympics Pennsylvania is regarded as the governing body for interscholastic unified sports uh, for all the high schools that we work with throughout the, uh, the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, one last thing I wanted to add is um, there is a recognition for the best of the best around the country uh, that are known as National Banner Unified Champion Schools. And there are 10 rigorous standards that a school needs to meet. And then there's a review process, including a review committee at the national level that looks at all the applications and then determines which schools will receive this prestigious honor. And I'm happy to share that this year we had the most number of schools uh, so far to date uh, receive the honor. We have uh, 10 schools that have been acknowledged as National Banner Unified Champion Schools. Uh, and we just want to do a quick shout out to them. But Central York High School, Dallastown High School, both in York County, Franklin Regional and Norwin High Schools in Westmoreland County, Penridge High School in Bucks County. Springfield Township and Upper Marion High School is in Montgomery County, Sun Valley High School in Delaware County. This year we had our very first middle school receive the distinction uh, with CCA Baldy Middle School in Philadelphia. And we also had our very first college and university be honored and that's our friends at Slippery Rock University. So we have 17 schools that have received this honor over the years and we're proud of every single one of them. Awesome, thank you for that. So you, I heard you say, and, and there's obviously a lot of uh, mention of the word inclusion, and you touched upon this in, in some of what you said, but what lessons can school communities teach their students by focusing on inclusion? It's a great question. And so really there's an impact on school communities that we see 
um, throughout all of our schools that we partner with. And there's very specific individual benefits as well that my friend Michelle is going to uh, share with you. But as it relates to the school community, you know, right now at this place in time, we really do need unity and we need unified, but we've needed it for a long time. This is not anything new. Uh, it's something that we want to teach our students the value of diversity and looking at individuals as people first um, and not looking at labels, not having preconceptions about somebody's abilities or weaknesses or strengths based upon a label. And so inclusion is powerful because it brings together a school community in a way where we celebrate the uniqueness that every student has. One of the things that we've been very pleased to see nationally is the impact that implementation of Unified Champion Schools has um, in the way students treat each other. So a couple of compelling statistics I'd love to share. 94% uh, of schools who do Unified Champion Schools said that it has increased the opportunities for students with and without disabilities to work together as equals. Think about that. So 94% of my, our schools are seeing that throughout the country. 94% have said that involvement in unified sports makes them healthier. Um, and people with intellectual disabilities face um, very serious health challenges. Um, they leave more, unfortunately, more sedentary and active lives, which leads to twice as many being obese or overweight than the general population. They are at a risk of five times greater for diabetes and that cumulative impact and effect of all these preventable health issue, issues, I should say, leads to a lifespan that's 16 years shorter if you have an intellectual disability than if you're uh, somebody who does not have a disability. Just think about that, it's harrowing statistic that a lot of these health metrics can be changed with fitness, healthy living, and sports. And so we start in the schools. So by getting our special education students involved in sports and they enjoy that, then they come out of the schools and there's opportunities for them to participate in special Olympics programs that offer also offer sports. The last statistic that I wanna share is that we wanna reduce bullying and teasing. And sadly, if you have a disability, all the national statistics bear this out, you're two to three times more likely to be a victim of bullying or teasing or offensive language used towards you. And in the University of Massachusetts research, what they found is that 92%, 92% of all of our schools that do UCS credit UCS programming with reducing bullying and teasing in their schools. So again, very powerful in terms of um, how this program can really change the dynamics in a school building. Uh, Michelle, would you like to share the impact that it has on um, the individual students? Yeah, sure. And I, I think we've seen, again, so much of this that we just hear through testimonials and things like that coming from whether it's students themselves or teachers or even parents. Um, but what this program does is it really just overall brings students together and it promotes social inclusion really for all students within that school building. 
you know, when, when they see, when a group of students sees in, individuals walking down the hall together or high-fiving or sitting down at the lunch table together, you know, it really has a big impact, not only on just those students, but on really the entire student body within that school. Um, there, was, there was a cool story. We had a, a pair of students from Bald Eagle High School who were selected as our unified pair of the year this year for Special Olympics Pennsylvania. And one of the cool stories we got from, it was actually a history class, a history teacher um, had shared with us that um, those two students decided they had met as, as freshmen and had kind of started together on the bocce team. And so they had decided to take this history class together in their senior year. And um, she had just shared the impact that the two of them, the dynamic that they had, and she would say they wouldn't always agree on things, but they'd always kind of find common ground. And the impact that, the, that their relationship actually had on the rest of the students in that class was probably the most impactful thing that happened. She's like, I think they learned more from watching these two students and just the dynamic between them in my class this year than they actually learned from me. Um, so, but it, it's things like that that we see happening all throughout the state. Um, and then we know, Mike touched on it a little bit, but we know just, you know, what participation in interscholastic sports and, and athletics, how that benefits students in, you know, character development and leadership and fitness and teamwork, um, self-esteem, you know, so we're, we're now giving all of these individuals within a school building through unified sports, the opportunity to participate in these opportunities. Um, and again, for both students with and without intellectual disability. So it, it impacts that student body as a whole, uh, not just an, an individual kind of subgroup of students. Um, and then, you know, being a member of a team, you know, I mean, so many of us grew up and it was such an impactful piece of our lives, um, playing sports or, you know, um, just being a member of a team together and, and really develops those meaningful and true relationships. Um, and when we see these individuals able to participate together, have shared experiences, it really helps create that bond and it creates memories that last a lifetime. And you really do see lifetime friendship happening uh, through you know, unified sports in general, particularly within the school programs as well. So just a lot of really, of really great uh, stories that have come out of this. And Mike, I didn't know if you had any additional stories that, that you'd like to share, but um, just really impactful. Yeah, Annette, I think you did a great job, Michelle. Annette, the only thing I was going to add, and Michelle touched upon that, both Michelle and I played sports growing up in high school. Michelle had a, a college career. I didn't, so she actually had to, she was able to have that experience as well. Um, but the power for a special education student to represent their schools as a varsity athlete. So one thing that's important, Annette, is this is not a Special Olympics team at the school. It's 100% not that. It's this school's team. And so one of the stories Michelle was kind of alluding to is in our very first year of doing this with this school at Satterton, uh, a mom shared with us that when her son Kevin was born, Down syndrome, she just felt like she wanted to give Kevin every opportunity that his older siblings had. And all of his older siblings played on a varsity team. And prior to Unified Champion Schools, that didn't exist for Kevin. There were no opportunities for him to be on the team. And so we brought Unified Track and Field to Satterton High School. So Kevin is wearing the Satterton High School singlet, proudly representing Satterton High School, and had the same experience that his older siblings had when they played varsity sports. Well, at the end of the first year, um, and it's a spring sport in the summertime, 
the mom, Nancy, gets a knock on the door and it's from Kevin's teammates. And they say to her, Ms. Lezinski, is Kevin here? We're going out to Chick-fil-A and we love Kevin to come join us. And Kevin comes racing out of the room, goes flying out the door, they go to Chick-fil-A and then they start to have, and every week they get together for Chick-fil-A. Well, what's powerful about that is what Nancy shared with us was, as a mom, I've been lucky that in all the years Kevin's gone to school, he's always been accepted and respected. And in a very, very inclusive school community like Satterton, they love him and he gets all the support. But for the very first time in Kevin's life, I had somebody come to the door, knock on the door, somebody who didn't have a disability and ask for Kevin to come and join them for lunch as an equal peer. Yeah, and that hasn't happened before. Yeah, really meaningful. I'm sure it made a huge difference for him, you know, and for his mom even. So, absolutely. What is your goal for the future of this program? What do you imagine is on the horizon? Well, Annette, I'll tell you, the only thing that stops us from going to more schools is sort of a pragmatic reality of funding and personnel, right? Michelle and I would love to be in every school in the state of Pennsylvania. We just don't have the staffing nor the funding support. So we're lucky to have some great support from the U.S. Department of Education and the Bureau of Special Education. I want to do it. We want to both do a shout out to them because they've been fantastic of giving us some funding and then our development team we raise money through a variety of different sources to fund the program um, but our goal is that we'd like to be in every county in the state of Pennsylvania mm -hmm. uh, so right now as mentioned we're in 36 so we're making good progress to get there mm -hmm. um, and we are strategical right now based upon our funding is that we're going to add 40 new schools per year over the next four years as part of our strategic plan now, if we run into a very generous benefactor who would like to give us, you know, a million dollars, we could increase the number of schools from more than 40 a year. Uh, but based upon our budget projections, that, that's where we're at right now is 40 per year over the next four years to get us to 365 schools throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Where we are really seeing a shift in that is we have focused primarily on high schools, given our uh, uh, for a variety of different reasons, but our relationship with the PIAA, we felt it was really important to be able to start with high schools first. So where we're really going to shift is starting this year, we're starting to work with elementary schools and middle schools to bring the programming there. And that looks a little bit different than high schools because in elementary schools, obviously there's no interscholastic sports. So we're doing programs like Inclusive Young Athletes, which has been a very successful program that develops motor skills and socialization skills, you know, designed for, you know, participants ages two to seven years of age. So that's, we're looking at that for our elementary school programming. For middle school programming, uh, we have things like unified intramurals or unified physical education. So we're integrating, again, a lot of unified champion schools programming within that type of delivery mechanism. Um, mm -hmm. There'll still be the other two components that we talked about in terms of inclusive youth leadership. But again, for elementary school, it looks a lot different than in high schools. And in middle school, it looks a lot different as well. So middle schools is still a club. Elementary schools is still more teacher-led, but they're teaching again at an early age, the value of leadership and working together and collaborating together. 
So we're now infusing that. So for this upcoming year, we've targeted five school districts in the state of Pennsylvania to uh, really develop elementary and middle school programming. And that'll be kind of the basis to which we start to roll out to a greater degree that type of programming throughout the state. Yeah, Michelle, I think you, uh, did you want to add a, a little bit more about, you know, what we're doing? We talked a little bit about elementary and middle schools, but in that, there's some exciting things happening for our older participants. Awesome. Yeah, so the, the, the span kind of runs K through college, right? That's, that's how we like to look at our unified champion school programming. So um, we, we are expanding our, the, that programming into colleges throughout the state. This is a relatively new initiative for us, but we've got about a dozen colleges and universities that are currently participating and running some sort of inclusive programming within their school. Um, and Mike had mentioned Slippery Rock was our first university to get to that national banner standard, um, and they're one of the best that we have. Um, we've also named them as a center of unified excellence here in the state of Pennsylvania, um, and they've done some really cool things, two of which, so they have a unified intramural program, so that kind of folds right into their Slippery Rock intramural program as part of their recreation department there, um, as well as a unified fitness program that they do on their campus. And throughout this, so they include individuals from on campus that are part of their Rock Life Transition program, but they also work really closely with our Special Olympics community-based program to bring some local athletes on campus to participate. Um, and, you know, just kind of talking to that, as, as we continue to try to build the, this program, you know, this Unified Champion School program across the state, one of our biggest goals is really transitioning those athletes from those school, athletes and partners, really, from those school-based programs into some of our community-based programming. So every, every county, and there are some combined counties, but we've got 55 kind of Special Olympics programs that are county-based throughout the state most of which are 100% volunteer run, but that's really the grassroots of what this organization is all about and you know where the magic happens. Um, and as I said, I had alluded to earlier, we offer three seasons of sports programming. So we do fall, winter, spring in 22 different sports across the state. Um, and I think a lot of our challenges with the, some of our school-based athletes in the Unified Champion School Program has been just educating them of these opportunities that there are available outside of school. Um, so again, I think this is just a, a good avenue, right? And just hope that uh, some of your listeners are, are hearing this, that maybe it's something they're learning and that they go and check out and, and kind of see some of those different opportunities that are, that are available uh, within their local community program. Awesome. So if a school district or school community is interested in learning more about the Unified Champion Schools Program, where should they go for that information? Yeah, so Annette, we have a, a very informative website, so uh, specialolympicspa.org. So if they go to the Special Olympics Pennsylvania website, um, they will find under, there's a category called more than sports. If they click on that, they'll see Unified Champion Schools, and it'll take them to the web pages that will give them very specific information about the program, mm -hmm. as well as an opportunity to submit interest if they'd like to, you know, if they'd like to learn more. Um, and then we do an outreach to the schools. They will tell you right now, we have uh, 65 schools that are on the waiting list for next year. So if you do the math, we're at 40 now, but it doesn't mean that all 65 will say yes. And it doesn't mean that things work out. So we're definitely always looking for, you know, more schools. Uh, we do grow regionally. So we try to look at areas of the state. So we don't have 
you know, a school that's by itself. We need to make sure that they're competing against other schools. So whenever we grow, we have to ensure that we have at least three, minimum of three and preferably four schools in a region before we commit to a new county. So part of that goes hand in hand with, you know, our growth strategies. Wow, great. Well, good for you for the waiting list. That's awesome. So I do want to say thank you to both of you. Um, thank you, Mike and Michelle for joining us and telling us a little bit more about Special Olympics and kind of the bigger picture of it than, than some of our listeners may have known. Thank you so much for today. Thank you, Annette. Thanks, Annette. Keystone Education Radio is a production of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. This episode is brought to you in part by CM Regent Insurance Company and Tremco Roofing and Building Maintenance. Visit our website at keyedradio.org for more info on today's discussion and past episodes on ranging education-related topics. Subscribe, share, and follow us on social media so you can stay tuned to new topics and interviews. This is Annette Stevenson saying thanks for listening to Keystone Education Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Keystone Education Radio podcast are solely the views and opinions of our guests and do not reflect the views and opinions of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. Thank you.